Welcome to our weekly planner call. Remember, any questions you have, you can write them down right here in the chat where it says participant and where it says chat. And uh, I'll be more than glad to answer them for you. Remember, there is no question we as a group can't answer here in this session. All right. So I want to get started with a review today, a, gener a general review. And as I did last week, you guys can take this conversation anywhere you want. All right. By asking any question about marketing, about selling. Remember, marketing, the four pillars, and you can write that down. If you if you master those four pillars or pillars of marketing, email, social media, online marketing, and offline marketing, you will generate more than enough leads to speak to the number of people you have to speak in order to find the prospects and prospects will lead you to final clients. Now, in order to do that, to convert those leads, then you need to develop five skills, right? Pre-qualifying, follow-up, presenting, handling objections, and finally closing. If we develop those two skills, marketing and selling, remember marketing is everything we do out there, out there, right? To generate that potential lead, that person interested in buying or selling. That's marketing. That is a completely different, completely different skill from selling. Selling is what we do once marketing has given us the opportunity to talk to that person which is what we just what I just mentioned. How do I pre-qualify? How do I follow up? How do I present? How do I handle objections? And finally, how do I close that person? The more we develop those skills, the better our numbers, All right? Today, I want to get started with something more of a analysis for your business, all right? And I want to share right here this with you. Give me a second. And in the meantime, if you have questions, remember, you can place them in the chat. Uh, ooh, this new computer computer has me. Aha, there you go. I found it. I found it. Perfect. All right. Right here. And I love my new computer, computer by the way. Okay. So slideshow. 10 things we overlook that slow, slow down our business. And I want you to identify the top three for you. And we want to get started with the first one, right? Time estimation. Most of, it, most of us underestimate the time it's going to take us to develop our skills. I just mentioned marketing. And also, I just mentioned selling, right? What are the two skills we need to develop? Number one is marketing. Number two is selling. And for most people, they think, for most real estate agents, they think that finding a client and just showing them around is enough. We need to develop the third skill, which is specialized knowledge. So how long is it going to take you to develop that specialized knowledge? The marketing and the sales skills. I mention very, very often, quite often, that we do not get to the level of our expectations, right? We usually go down 
to the level of our preparation. Got it? So yes, these are my expectations, but I won't get to my expectations. I will only get to the level of my preparation. Got it? So I need to ask myself, how prepared am I to meet my expectations? The transformation we talk about. So the first thing we overlook is the time it's going to take us to become experts at something. Now, for people, for different people, it varies. Why? Because the faster, the more we put into it, the faster we'll get there. So number one, it's are you underestimating the time it's going to take you to learn each skill? Are you underestimating how many hours you need to practice your presentation, your objections, your pre-qualifying skills? Number two, are you focused on the tools and systems you need or are you overlooking the tools and systems you need to have a successful real estate business? So let's talk about that right now. What do you think? Give me a couple of examples of the tools and systems you need. What's in the, the first tool you need? The first tool you need. And even what is it? Follow the system of Montel organization, right. for example. That is a very good thank you, said, right? Right. That's that's a system, right? The tools we provide you here. Another one is the email marketing system. Another one is having somebody to set up your social media campaigns. You shouldn't be setting up social media campaigns. That's a waste of time. Another one should be a person designing your campaigns. You shouldn't be designing your campaigns, creating the art for your campaigns. What tools and systems do you have in place? Do you have an assistant? You shouldn't be wasting your time setting up appointments for showings. You should have somebody do that for you. So are we underestimating the tools and systems we need to be successful? Maybe not. I just want you to analyze that today. Right? So the third thing that I want you to analyze is the power of teamwork, which we talk about right now. Do you have a team that creates the design, set up the social media, set up your, your email marketing campaign, answer your phone calls? Imagine that, that I had to answer every single call when they call the office, right? That would be crazy. It is crazy for you guys. By the way, I, I started investing on, on never having to answer my phone about 15 to 18 years ago. I, I hire a company called 1-800-WE-ANSWER, and I think they're still in business. It's irrelevant whether you use that company or not, but all of you should have somebody answering your phone. You shouldn't be answering your phone. So if you go 1-800-WE-ANSWER, and you'll, you'll have in Google a bunch of competitors, right? Companies that answer phone calls for you, and you tell them exactly what to say, what questions to ask. Are you a buyer? Are you a seller? What are you calling for? Are you a client? Whatever questions you have, they will read that script. Because the last point that I'm going to make today is the most important of all. 
but I won't get there yet. All right. I want to make sure that we go through these ones first. Do you have a team? And I'm not talk, talking only about having other real estate agents in your team to leverage your income. I'm talking about having a team to leverage your time, to truly leverage technology. I want this today to be an analysis session. Are you investing in education? Are you overlooking the importance of investing in education? Tomorrow I'm going to, to Dallas, right? For three days. I'm speaking one day. I could come back and say, I'm too busy working. No, no way. I'm staying the three days because I want to learn from other people. It's a three-day seminar. Yes, I'm speaking at that seminar, but it's only 15 minutes, right? There are so many good speakers. There are so many people that I want to, uh, to, to have breakfast, to have lunch, to have a coffee. When that feedback, that education from other people, and that's an investment. You got to pay for the hotel. You got to pay for the ticket. You got to pay for the uh, uh, flight, but that's an investment. Successful real estate agents, successful entrepreneurs see this, and you know that, as an investment. How much money are you investing in your, in your real estate business? Remember, you get out what you put into, right? What you put in. So how much money am I putting into my business? How much time am I putting into my business? How much energy am I putting into my business? The business will give me as much time and as much money as I put into it. Got it? It's just an analysis that I want you to do today in order, in order to truly grow. Because again, most real estate agents fall in the trap of asking themselves, why am I not producing so much? Well, are we analyzing this? If you're asking yourself, why am I not producing that much? Or why am I not reaching my goal? Or, you know, can, can, I, can, I, can I be a higher producer? Well, these are, these are the questions. What am I overlooking here? Let's, let's see if I'm, you know, there are things that I'm not doing right now. Investing in your business, money, right? One is in education. The other one is money. How much money am I putting into my business? I, I need to be passionate about it. I mean, my brother and I, the conversation is never about if we're going to invest the money. It's, is this the best place to invest the money? The money is going to be invested. That is for sure. That is guaranteed. The only question we have is, okay, so we can invest it in, let's say, in uh, training A or training B or system A or system B. Which one should we put the money into? It's not about how much money we're going to put into it. The money's going to go there. The money's going to go into that training. The money's going to go into a training, into a system, right? Into an investment. The question is which one? That's all. How much money are you investing in it? Again, things that we are overlooking, right? Let's go into the next one right here. Underestimating the investment, the amount. The amount. We talk about that at the beginning, underestimate, underestimating my sales skills. So a lot of people say, you know, uh, in coaching for many years, oh, Orlando, you already did the coaching, but it hasn't worked. Okay, cool. Tell me objection number seven. Uh, okay, tell me at least objection number two. Give me the three answers to objection number two. 
uh, have, you know, and, and, and I see Felipe laughing, right? So until I truly, 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 okay, develop my sales skills, I can focus on anything else. Production is a result, right? So give me your presentation in less than seven minutes. Go ahead. Give me the three-step structure. Uh, so you need to be, here's the beautiful thing about real estate. It is a, such a forgiving industry. With a few months of training, marketing and sales training, we can make 80, 100, $120,000. Do you know how long it takes for a banker, an accountant, a lawyer to make $100,000, $120,000? Years of study. Years of sacrifice. Getting Student loan on the shoulders. <laughs> what is it? And a student loan on the shoulders. And a student loan on the shoulder, and a lot of money invested, right? So we have a profession, we have an industry where we can make so much money in so little time. Month, literally month, sometimes weeks. Imagine, I sometimes talk to my brother said, imagine if if an, a real estate agent would say, you know what? I'm not going to sell a single property. What I'm gonna focus on for the next six months is in mastering my marketing and sales skills. I'm gonna give myself six months. Like if I'm going to school, right? Because when you're going to school, usually you don't work, right? But I'm gonna focus six months full-time in developing my marketing, sales skills, my sales skills, and my specialized knowledge just for six months. Six months in any other profession is at least four years and you're making zero dollars guaranteed. But imagine if you focus and like, like in, if you're going to school and you go to li the library and you study the monetary organization and you study the marketing, the sales skills, and finally your specialized knowledge. Imagine if you do this for six months, you will completely completely dominate your community completely because most real estate agents and according to the association of realtors 95 percent of all real estate agents don't have a formal sales training out of 100 agents 95 are just winging it improvising it right i'm a nice guy cool guy you know I, I smile, you know, I follow up with you and I call you and I say, yeah, I'll take it. You're not giving me any, you, you, there's no skills right there. That's an, an opportunity all of you guys, guys have. Fortunately here, you don't have to, want to you know, to, to go away like to, your, to a university for six months. You can, you can work at the same time. But imagine putting 35 to 40 hours of study to your, to crafting it your art which is marketing and selling for six months and for those of you who have been in the business for 10 years let's say okay right now okay from now it's august 27 we have september october november no, october and november we have three months to the end of the year right because you're not going to work the whole month of december what about if you say for the next three months i'm going to work i'm going to work but my primary focus is to become a master marketer and a marketer communicator. 
mastering this art, this craft for the next three months. And I'll evaluate who became who I became, my transformation. And then I'm going to, I'm going to do it for three more months. This six months of complete focus will completely change your real estate business. More than just chasing the next transaction. Forget about chasing the next transaction. I know it's important for you, but that chasing the next few thousand dollars is what holds back most real estate agents because they get too busy just chasing the next agent, taking the next agent to the next property, right? And they never develop the sales skills necessary to have an abundant real estate business. I'm not saying not to close more transactions. I'm saying that if you have to work with your clients, at the same time, make sure that you study full-time. Dedicate yourself to study full-time for the next six months, and you'll see what happens. All right? So, and I'm going to go, thank you for, I, I have the questions right here. I'm, we're going to go through all the questions right here, okay? I just want to finish this, and then we'll take this session whichever way you want, right? But this is, again, I want you to to uh, to, to analyze all these 10 points. Thomas, you had a, a comment? No, just wanted to say hi, Orlando, so you knew I was here. Thank you, Thomas. Thank you very much. So, by, by the way, Thomas said it in the Miami Real Estate Show. You can watch that interview in the Miami Real Estate Show. He says, I study my market at least 15 to 20 minutes every single day because I don't want to be a fake agent. That is a recording that has at least seven to eight years. And he says that I don't want to be a fake agent. So it's constantly studying, right? Constant, constantly studying. And he's one of the most productive agents around the nation. And that's still here every single week, every single week, every single week. So it's, it's the underestimation of your marketing skills slowing down your business, right? Am I... Am I truly a master marketer or not? And is that slowing my business? Felipe, you had a, you had a comment or a question? Uh, yes, I, I wanted to highlight that uh, sometimes I, new agents or, or uh, senior agents, uh, they underestimate what you guys are giving us. For me, it's a truly master what you have uh, compiled in the, in the uh, training. And, and uh, again, uh, I, in my family, I'm the only one who studied a uh, business. Everyone is, is a doctor. Mm -hmm. And I do agree with you that it takes years of sacrifice, time, studying, and not necessarily they, they're going to make so much money after, because they have to specialize and specialize and specialize. It's more, more money, more time. Um, and with you, it's, it's 60 modules. I, I, I'm trying to do one per month, but I think... I can do it in a shorter time, but it's a truly master uh, that we, you are providing to us. Thank you. Thank you, Felipe. And you're a very, very good, very good producer. So congratulations on, on that. I've seen your numbers are very, very inspiring. Okay? Thank you. Thank you. Now, talking about doctors, uh, my, my niece, she, she's got uh, her white coat. So uh, doctors, uh, when they're studying medicine, there is a tradition, right? of the white coat and on friday I, I, we had the uh the white coat uh celebration at the university of miami and i have my father-in-law 
my uh, two sisters-in-law, uh, my three, nep three nephews, they're doctors, right? And there's, they study so much. And doctors are very well paid. Don't get me wrong. But compared to the sacrifices they have to make, they're extremely underpaid. Making six hundred to $700,000 a year, that's it. That's how much, the, for how much they have to study, for how many years, and for the responsibility, that little money, that's it. That is one of the most underpaid, maybe the most underpaid profession in the world. That's not much money, guys. Six to seven hundred thousand dollars. If you devoted the same amount of time to work Saturdays and Sundays and go to the emergency room and do what is it? Uh, how, how do we call that? Uh, that they have to stay in the hospital uh, and they don't see their family for three days when they're doing residency. That they have to stay in the hospital. The hours oh, they have to work. What is it? The hours they have to work. The hours they have to work <laughs> to get paid that little. Six hundred to seven hundred thousand, eight hundred thousand dollars a year yeah. on call. Right. Imagine you being on call. Thank you very much, Helen. Imagine you being on call. The amount of money you would make in real estate—it's in the millions, literally, literally in the millions. So please, guys, take advantage of this amazing opportunity. If you if you devoted yourself like doctors do, your opportunities are much. By the being a doctor is a vocation. They don't do it for the money. It's a vocation, right? And uh, and on Friday night they had a they had beautiful words. Uh, we we went to dinner and we celebrated that. And and um, my sister in law, who's also a doctor, said, you know, uh, I know the other one who's a lawyer said, listen, I'm a, a lawyer and a criminal lawyer, right? And she said. Um, what I do is important. My job is to keep people out of jail, right? Uh, but but being a doctor is the biggest responsibility, right? Uh, it's it's not only to keep somebody alive, but but make them better. Uh, the most precious thing they have, which is their health. And I never saw it like that. Of course, we know what doctors do, but but the responsibility when you're in front of a a patient, your responsibility not only to make them better. But then the, the, the doctor, uh, sister-in-law talk, right? It's just not only to make them better physically, but in the process to make them better emotionally. Wow, I never, I never saw it like that. So every time a doctor has a conversation with a patient, it's as much as improving some disease, right? But at the same time, making sure that the way they say it has a positive emotional impact on that client, on, the, on that client, on that uh, patient, right? So imagine measuring your words in a way that also have to make a positive emotional impact because that emotional impact also affects the physical state of that person. That's a huge responsibility. Measuring every single word, right? How you say it. So imagine if we held ourselves 
to the standards doctors hold themselves to. Not, not only how much money we would make, but even more interesting, more important, more satisfying, who could we become? Who could we become if we had those standards? How much would we, would we enjoy, right? The money will be there, of course. How much could we give and get other than financially if we hold ourselves to that standard? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give my all like a doctor does. Wow. And, and that's why I need you to to go to uh, through uh, through this 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 slices right here, right? So if we talk, let, let's analyze the doctor, right? How much time they put it, put into it, right? The tools and the systems they have, all the machinery, right? They always carry their how do you call this thing right here? I don't know how to call that in Spanish or in English. El estetoscopio. Right, and a stethoscope, right? And a stethoscope, right? And they always have their tools with them, right? They have their code, right? Uh, they have the pressure machine, right? They, they have so many tools. They work as a team. Doctors work as a team, right? Right? So you have the uh, the nurse, the, the nurse, the, the, the one doctor calls the other doctor, right? And listen, listen, I have this case, whatever. What do you think about this? What do you think about that, right? There's a group of people when, when there is a patient, before you get there, you have the administrative person, right? That just you know takes care of the payment or that takes care of the uh, of the next appointment. But then you go inside and you have one nurse, right? And they 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 measure your 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 pressure, uh, your heart, your weight, all of those things. It's a team, and you see a lot of it's, it's a bunch of people, right? Right, working as a team, working as a team, right? So investing in education, all those people have invested thousands of hours in education. Thousands of hours, right? When you go to a to a to a clinic, all the investment in the business, right? And then if you see that, and that's why underestimating that investment, their skills. What about their skills? And and, and the more the, the the more sophisticated the doctor, the higher the sales skills, right? Specialized the doctor, the more specialized. Right, the higher their, their their skills, right? So physical proximity. This is the next one. Now let's go back to real estate, and then we can do the analogy of a doctor. Physical proximity. There is a term called physical proximity in business. Anybody knows what that means? Physical proximity. Physical proximity means. Yes. Okay. What is it? Yes, uh, that I need to stay really close to the. Now the client, the patient, and needs to be there with the hands, with the mind, with everything. It's, it's a lot of effort to do it something um, in that career. Yeah. In business, what we mean in physical pro uh, pro uh, proximity, more than to the client, is to our peers. The peers that we admire. The people we want to become. Right? So in order for me to become that, let's say, half a million dollar producer, I need to get closer and closer and closer to those people. So Felipe, you said a family of doctors, right? Uh, and uh, you know, the, the son became a doctor, usually become their father is a 
doctor doctor physical proximity right yeah. if you are from a family of um, a group of entrepreneurs usually you become a what an entrepreneur and even if you study accounting or law or whatever it's for later on you can be even more prepared to become an entrepreneur physical proximity right doctors hang around with who with doctors right so are you close are you getting closer and closer I said, well, but i don't know anybody that is you know 10 times more of a producer than me that's okay that's something that you're overlooking right now but if you start looking for it you'll get there you'll get there you'll find that you'll find that two three four five ten people right the thing is is to be aware of it physical proximity it's key you know you you all hear this this saying that you are the average of the five people you hang around with You don't see people making $100,000 hanging around with people that make $5 million. Or the people that make $100,000 hanging around with people that make $40,000. Nope. Right? So physical proximity, it's key. So analyze that. No, listen, I'm always with the same group of people. It's five of me, you know, my five girls, my five boys, you know, we're very good friends and we all make the same amount of money. And we are always talking about the same thing. You need to expand your circle. You must, in order to grow, you must expand your circle. Circle. Go ahead, Thomas. Yeah, it's very interesting because people who are new in the business, they usually stick to the people who are new in the business. So we always say that uh, the blind is being guided by the blind going uh, in circles nowhere and uh, this is not a negative statement it's a it's a fact of what's going on and especially the people who are new don't understand this concept they usually go to an office they hang out with the other people who are new and they form the group of the new right which right so they're they're feeding off each other and they don't know what they are doing they just you know they're coming up with i guess ideas but uh, it is very important to be surrounded by people that, uh, you know, have more experience, more knowledge, more accomplishments, so you can uh, learn from that. It's If you play tennis, it's very easy to see. When you play tennis and you play with somebody higher in level than you, you learn. It's a struggle, right? It's uncomfortable. But the guy who is more experienced than you is bored with you. And yet he's nice enough to give you some lessons, right? For free. Right. So, but this is a good analogy, but you were saying we're going to Dallas tomorrow. Right. And the reason we're going to Dallas tomorrow is because we need to feed from those minds that are further ahead than us, right? right? Because even us, Orlando, we hang out together and yeah. we need to expand that even among us. Right. We don't know. We don't know at all. So just... Um, recommendation try to always meet with people that are further ahead than you either intellectually financially or both and if you say but i don't know anybody like that well then go to an event right like we're going right and <laughs> and you have to obviously pay for your education but just want to make good. a comment Very for good. everyone's uh, benefit so be be aware of it be conscious of this 
I love that tennis analogy. I'm going to use it during my speech on, on, on Thursday. And, and part of that speech is, and I love that. Now I'm going to include that, which is we are all looking for production, right? And and and, and we know that, you know, everybody wants either production or result, whatever result that is, right? It's becoming a, you know, finishing a marathon, becoming a better tennis player, becoming a doctor, right? But it needs to, and, and go through that. You, you, you hear me this saying this before, but I want you to write it down, all right? I want you to write in a piece of paper, on the right side of your page, the word result, right? Result, whatever that is, in the right side of the, your page, right? The right side of your page, that's result, right? And put it, now put it in a square, result. And that result be, can be run a marathon, become a doctor, uh, be a better tennis player, or sell more properties. That's a result, right? Now to the left of that word, I want you to write the word transformation, transformation, transformation. Got it? Transformation. Right? So that production, that result is going to come only as a result of a transformation. If I want to run a marathon, I need to transform myself into a what? Into a runner, runner. There's no other way I can run 26 miles unless I become a runner. It's not going to happen. By mile feet, by usually by mile 10 to 12, you're going to get injured. Injured. Uh, uh, injured. Oh, all right. I had some some issues with my uh, with my English. All right. That's it. It's that simple. You're going to get an injury. Does that make sense? Perfect. My end result, my goal is to become a doctor. I need to transform myself into a doctor. I just can't just say, hey, listen, I want my diploma, right? Now, in order to have that transformation, put to the left of that word transformation, put the word habit, habits with an S, habits, right? I need to develop certain habits. If I want to become, if I want the end result to be a finish a marathon, the transformation needs to be become a runner. But in order to become a runner, I need what word? I need to develop some habits, right? What do runners do? They wake up early in the morning. And what do they do? They run. Do they eat chocolate cakes all the time and, and fast food, etc.? No, they develop the habit of eating very, very well, right? What about doctors? What's their habit? Do they study a lot or very little? A lot. Where do you usually study? They go to a library, right? They go to the hospital, right? So to the left of that word, habits, I want, and what's, that's what Thomas said, right? I want you to write the word environment, 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 right? That's the word environment. Runners hang around with who? With runners. Runners. Right, you see cyclists, right? Cyclists. On Fridays, people are laughing and uh, about them. Oh my God, that's so. I mean, this guy is so boring. Whatever. It's eight at night. He doesn't drink. He doesn't eat. You know, grease or whatever or a dessert. And now he has to go home because he have to wake up early in the morning, right? He's hanging around with the wrong people. He, you know, cyclists, runners hang around with other runners. What about doctors? Do they hang around with? lawyers or uh, accounting students no they hang around with who with medical students 
That simple. Got it? If I want to become a better tennis player, I need to hang around with who? With people that play tennis and usually play tennis better than me. Same thing with real estate. What's your environment? Are you underestimating the value, the importance of your environment, which will automatically give you the habits to transform yourself into the result you want? In this case that we're talking today and every single week, real estate. It's a very simple formula that we need to follow. And as I said, I spent a lot of time with Thomas and, you know, we spent a lot of time talking about business and this, but it gets to a point where there is not much I can get out of Thomas and Thomas can get out of me. Yeah, from time to time, there is spark, right? Now, when we meet with other people and then we discuss a new conversation, now new things come out. Oh, you see? Now, okay, we're going to Dallas, right? And I'm sure when we come down from Dallas and we sit down again, and we analyze what we learn in Dallas, oh, that's going to be a very, very interesting conversation because of the new environment, right? And we have a habit, right? On Fridays, we like to meet and, and, and you know, with, and I meet also with my brother and we we analyze things and, and new, 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 new opportunities, new skills we need to develop. That is a habit. Every Friday, every Friday, every Friday, right? And those habits, those meetings on Fridays transform us into the producers or entrepreneurs that we want to become. Better and better and better and better. Very simple formula, all right? Edna, you had a, a comment? Good morning. Absolutely. Absolutely. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you very much for the comment. I really, really appreciate it. All right. So let's continue to the last one that I want you to analyze today. What happened here? Let's see. Share my screen right here. And the last thing that I want you to analyze today is the power of focus. You can develop any of the, 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 the previous one without the power to focus, the ability to focus. For those of you who went to our real estate retreat, which we do every three months, uh, we uh, gave you the proof, the scientific proof that the average worker, it's interrupted every three what? The average worker is interrupted every three? Minutes. 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 The average worker has an estimate of 11 minutes of focus in any given day. 11 minutes. That is scientifically proven. Got it? 
So your ability to focus, it's the number one thing that will determine whether you can succeed or not. Because you can do deep work, you can practice, you can learn if you're being interrupted every three minutes. It's practically impossible, right? So we gave the analogy of in that room, right? We had about 750 people and it's divided in two. When we do the events, for those of you who have never been to one of our events, we do like a T, right? The T is a stage right here. And then we have a, you know, a corridor where we walk to the middle of, of, the, of the room. So it's divided in two. So we said to, to, to the left, in your case, right here, to the right of the room, right here, to the right of your room, we're going to give this 320, the 350 people, we're going to give them a device. Remember that exercise? This device is going to be created by the most sophisticated, best educated, most intelligent people on the planet. Literally. Got it? Those For those 350 people, we're going to give them this device. And what we want the most brilliant minds in the world to do is to make sure that they keep them distracted the whole day the whole day got it and of course that device is our phone a great tool but for most people it's a distraction tool the average person receive 173 emails per day a lot of wasted time they're interrupted by the phone on average three minutes usually more than that but three minutes so imagine the most intelligent, brightest people in the world for a profit, their job is to keep you hooked to this, distracted. Now, these 350 people, right, are going to be given this tool. They have to reach the same number of transactions. Let's say 10 transactions per quarter as the group to the left got it now the group in the left the group in the left is not distracted every three minutes they have way more time to focus to study to practice to memorize because they don't have this and they're gonna have they're gonna be given the same amount of hours per week to work let's say 45 hours who do you think has a much higher chance to reach their goal? The people with this device being distracted every three minutes with at most 11 minutes of focus time per day or the people that are not being distracted? Of course, the people that are not being distracted. So it's your choice. So are you overlooking, all right, how you use the phone and your computer? Is it distracting you a lot? Again, it's just a thought. This is an amazing thing. And we, we, we can do a lot of things. And look, it's always in silence right here. You see? Focus mode on the iPhone. Never sound. It will never make a noise. Never. Never. Okay? So it's your choice. Are you overlooking how many distractions 
you're getting on a daily basis or not. These are my 10. And hopefully you'll take a picture of this, take your phone out, and I'm going to give it to you one more time because I want you, I want this to be an exercise for you today. Some of you are very good in one thing. Some of you are not very good at others. But what do you need to work on? On your time and management, on your tools and systems, on your team, on your education, on your business, right? Investing money, sales skills, marketing skills, physical proximity, or focus. Which one is it? Or which ones are? All right. So now let's go into your more uh, more specific questions today. Felipe says, good morning, Orlando. What are your thoughts about geofencing advertising? Any recommendations on that tool strategy? Felipe, can you talk to me a little bit more about geofencing? Yes, uh, geofencing is... Uh, I'm going to give you an example. I, I met a guy. Uh, he's from New York. And, and he was telling me that uh, he bought a, a unit in... Um, what was the building? Uh, in Brickle. Okay. And then uh, he didn't know uh, the uh, Baccarat uh, existed in Miami, but uh, when he flew into Miami, obviously because of his profile or just being in the zip code, they, they started uh, bombarding him with, uh, with advertising just being in the area. So whoever goes to an area, is geotagged, I guess, by the uh, their GPS or or, or or the cell phone, so that start getting targeted. So it's it's, it's proven to be a, like a really good tool. Instead of so yeah, uh, I I understand what what, what you're saying, uh, and I've seen uh, some companies offering that. I want to go much simpler. Okay. Until you've mastered, and you exhausted. Yeah. Email marketing, social media, online and, and offline marketing. You say like, like, listen, I can, I can create a course, and those <laughs> four, I'm generating more. At, at the end of the day, it, it's not about the tool; it's about how many leads you're generating. Yeah, is that, with is those that... four basic ones that I just gave you, you'll generate more than enough. So why jump into another one? Got it? If we haven't. And, 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 and then you have to go and investigate and what are the best companies? Because uh, I hear some agents doing that and then the company is not very good about real estate. Uh, they can't find the, the names or the emails or the phone numbers. It says, listen, let's master those four for real estate and then we can go into any, something else. And sometimes you don't even have to because you have way more leads than you can handle. Because at the end of the day, guys, let's not focus on the service. Let's focus on how many leads. Got it? I don't care where the leads are coming from. All I want to do is talk to people that are interested. That's all. And if it is through email marketing or geofencing or, or social media, that's fine, which is the easiest one for me. So my recommendation to you is start with the four basic ones. And then if you can add a fifth one in the future, great. But don't deviate yet. Got it? Good. Perfect. All right. So uh, mentorship, I see some comments, CRM, great tip, virtual assistant, email, networking and mastering. I think you were answering guys a question that I posted that I mentioned before. Okay. Uh, Gustavo says the interview you did with Riley 
uh, for me was a game changer, definitely. And Riley, it's all about content, right? So go, guys, and I highly recommend, go to the Miami Real Estate Show here in the Montero Organization. You go to the Miami Real Estate Show and you will see a lot of our interviews, right? And including the one that we, with the, we did with Thomas. I highly recommend you watch that one. So if you go to the Miami Real Estate Show, and how do you find that? You go here, MonteroOrganization.com, right? And then you go to the Miami Real Estate Show. You click in here. And you're going to see a lot of interviews right here. A lot of interviews. A lot of all those interviews. All those interviews, all right? So highly recommend you do that. You see that. Uh, yeah, that's it, all right? Interviews with top, top, top agents, all right? Uh, Orlando, yes, yes. There's a comment. Uh, when I watch every interview of these guys, it's like I read a book in 30 minutes. Yeah. It's amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Very good. All right. So he says, how do I manage both? If I have active customers looking for a property to buy and I don't have the budget to have an assistant. Uh, he said an assistant will cost you between $400 to $500 per month, uh, especially if you share it with somebody else. You can pay an assistant $800 to $900 in South America. Let's say $1,000 in South America. And you'll find a good assistant virtually that you can split with somebody else. Or if not, hire an assistant part-time start. To me, the most important thing is not how much the assistant can do for you at the beginning, he said. To me, is that you start delegating. You need to develop that ability to start delegating those things that are holding you back. And you need to invest that money. And I am 100% sure you have at least four to $500 to invest. Now, if any of you don't have four to $500 to invest on you, your business, all right, then my suggestion is that you find a part-time job, all right, and start generating that kind of money because that's going to hold you back tremendously, tremendously. So most real estate agents are, are waiting and it's, it's never about the money, guys. Never, ever about the money, especially when we're talking about small amounts. It's always about the habit. Because when you get your next real estate commission, you're going to use that commission and say, oh, yes, but I don't have the money. It's, it's just a habit. We think it's the money. And I'll guarantee you, it's never the money. It's the habit. Got it? The reason we don't have four or $500 is not because we didn't make any money. The reason is because we never developed the habit to save that money in the first place. It's hard to, to, to hear it. Very hard. And it was hard for me too. If you if you read my my second book, Pass Economica, Financial Peace, and this is only in Spanish, uh, I went through all those things. So the, the reason I'm talking to you with so much, uh, so firm, right, and authority is because I went through it, right? I live in a government project called Layside Towers right here in 152nd and 88th, where you could not make more than $486 per week. If not, you wouldn't qualify, right? I have to... Uh, uh, to do valet parking, I have to clean the restaurants, all of those things, right? And then I made money and my financial situation did not improve. And I was making more money and more money and more money. And then I really got into real debt. Got it? We're talking about $200,000 in debt. And I was making money, but I was never, I never changed my habit. And not only in the end, until I changed my habit, then my financial situation started improving. 
So all of you do not ever sell yourself on I don't have four or $500 to invest. That is not true. You do have it. If not, go find a job, generate the $400 and find somebody, all right? That can help you with your, with your, with your administrative things so they don't hold you back, all right? Uh, Felipe says, I agree with that. You must be a master on one thing before jumping to the next one. Very good. Lena, what is a good budget to start with a VA? I just mentioned that four to $500 uh, and a list of activities you can delegate. Very good. The list of activities is going to be different to each and every one of you. I want you starting today, Monday until next Monday to write down every single activity you do during the day, every single activity you do during the day and you write that down. Got it? On Sunday, you have that column, right? With all the activities. The second column is you're going to organize that first column into priorities. Okay, so what are the most important activities? And I'm going to reorganize it in order of priority. So I have my second column reorganized in order of priority. And then I'm going to have a third column. And what is the third column? Very simple. The third column is the things that I'm going to delegate, what I need to delegate to my assistant. And that is the job description you're looking for. Very, very simple. If you don't didn't understand it very well, don't worry. Remember, we're a minute, uh, 10, uh, it's a 10, 54, minute 50, about minute 50. You can watch this three days from now when our team uploads this recording of this session today. Uh, let's see, Gustavo, completely agree with Orlando. The transformation drives us to a better compensation. Very good. Uh, money is a byproduct of the services, definitely. Uh, proximity is power. Very good. Excellent, Andrea. Very, very good. You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Very good. What is the best way to expand your circle? Lisette, Thomas said it. Very, very interesting. Expanding your cir circle is going to seminars, going to new courses, right? Um, getting closer to, to your real estate team. Uh, what is a day? Uh, and how do we expand not being in a physical office? Very good. You go to seminars. To me, I avoid physical offices. This is my private office. There's nobody here. I'm in the 15th floor, nobody around me, not even my brother. All right. I want to avoid physical offices because in the physical office, especially in the real estate business, with a, only with some exceptions, the people that I'm going to find in a real estate office are not the people that are going to motivate me and the people that are going to inspire me. So how do I do that? I got to pay. I got to buy my, my, my way in. Get that? All right. And, and, and Thomas, the, uh, the event we're going to is, you know, $700. It's, it's not a big deal. Now you got to pay the flight. You got to pay the hotel. Yeah. But you have some in your, in your city, right. That are even way less expensive like, like, uh, than that. All right. Very good. Uh, Raquel says, when is the smartest person in the room? You need a new... <laughs> very good. And that's a, a, another way of putting it. When you are the smartest person, and I would say when you are the most experienced person in the room, you need a new room. I would change the word smarter for the experience, for experience, right? When I'm the person with the most knowledge in the room, when I'm the person that has the most experience in the room, I need to change the room. And that's what happens to most brokers. I speak, you know, I've, I've coached brokers for a long time and I, and I, and I see this, those brokers, you know, three years later, five years later, seven years later, they have exactly the same number of people in their office. They have exactly the same office. They have exactly the same conversation. Why? 
because they were always the most experienced in the room. They stay in their office. And man, I've seen brokers 15 years later. And I, oh my God, it's exactly the same person. And that's why I recommend to each and every one of you, do not become a real estate broker. It will be one of the biggest mistakes you will ever make in your real estate business. Do not become a real estate broker. Please do not become a real estate broker. You will kill your business. And I see Andrea laughing. Andrea, if you're ever think, thinking about it, you, you should send me a half a million dollar check today and every single week after this one because I, it will save you emotional uh, problems. It will save you financial problems. It's one of the most detrimental things you will do to yourself. Become a real estate broker and open your own office. What a mistake. You will learn that the hard way three, five, seven, ten 10 years later, and you will see yourself, wow, I'm still the same person. I was seven, five, three, two years ago. How do I know? Same income, same number of agents, same office, same group of people. All right. So I got two more minutes right here. Uh, taking an unnecessary distractions. When we drink or have junk food, we regret it next two days. Very good, Marvel. All right. Uh, Thomas says, Lena, you need to monitor. Very good questions today. Very good points. I got 30 more today to go. Wow. Okay. Uh, Felipe, very good for the comment of C5. Uh, Thomas says, we're going to an event called Built in Dallas, Texas. Very good. Uh, which, by the way, somebody uh, mentioned Tony Robbins, and Tony Robbins is going to close the event. I'm, I'm speaking with um, two person, two people before him, so it's going to be fun to have him in the, in the green room. It's going to be a fun, fun experience. Uh, please recommend a book to improve financial habits. Definitely, right here, please. And I'm going to close with this because we don't have any more time. Right here, uh, financial book. This is one of the best books I've ever read uh, about money. Uh, right here, there, there are many, the classicals, you know, poor dad, uh, rich dad, the richest man in Babylon. I think those are classic. Uh, they are very, very good. But I'm going to give you one uh, that after reading all those books to me was like, wow, after so many years uh, reading about financial literacy and education, this is a game changer. And I'm going to put it right here. I know we have to go. Uh, the Almanac of Naval Ravi. Ravi Kahn. What a book, right? That's something else. Something else. And by the way, the, the, the beautiful thing about this one is just not only about money. It's the way he views money. Uh, it's, 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 so through the years that th this is my transformation through the years, right? Uh, the way the way people talk about money shows the level of their maturity, right? Uh, the, the first stage of money is I just want to have more so I can buy more things, right? Uh, but then there's a transformation of money of, right, what money can do for me and my family and others, uh, the, the the freedom that it can give me, uh, but also what it, what it allows me to become too, right? It gives me access to other people. It gives me access to courses, give me access to training uh, and, and also understanding that money is just a byproduct. But, but in this case, this guy is explaining in a very, very simple, simple way that I highly recommend each and every one of you and your partner, whether it's uh, your husband or your wife or your boyfriend or girlfriend, 
read it, read it with them, read it with them. It will change the way you, uh, you talk about money. All right. So it's 1101. Unfortunately, we got, we got to go, uh, to another meeting. Uh, Juan says, what happens if you're already a licensed broker, not running an office? Good. Keep, keep your license Juan. Juan as a, as a real estate broker. Good. You went through the, the 40, I think it's 45 hour training. Great. Congratulations. There is a, there are a lot of uh, broker associates, right. In different offices. So, uh, not because you have your broker license, you must open your 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 office. All right. Uh, so, guys, that's it for today. I have another meeting at eleven. Remember, we have the forum where you can ask any question about your real estate business. Hopefully, this session today uh, help you identify what you might be overlooking in your real estate business. All right. So guys, big hugs to everybody. And I will see you next Monday at 10 a.m. Take care, guys. Thank you very much for being here today. And I'll see you at the forum and also next Monday. Take care, guys. Bye-bye.